Have you ever wondered what people are saying about you or your brand? What they're saying about your competition? Who are the influencers in your industry? Did you know that there is one type of tool that allows you to understand all of this? That type of tool is called a social listening tool. And there's no social listening tool that I recommend more than Brand24. A lot of these tools are extremely expensive. Most small businesses and entrepreneurs can't use them. Brand24 actually starts at a very reasonable price for very, very advanced technology that will help you better track hashtags, access customer insights, get powerful, reliable metrics, and most importantly, never miss a critical mention because there's a lot more mentions than people tagging you in social media. So if any of this sounds interesting to you, go to neilshafer.com slash brand24, that's B-R-A-N-D 24, and sign up today. Let me know how it goes. I'd love to help you out on your social listening journey. Hey, I have a quick question for you. What sort of tools and technology are you using to empower your digital content influencer social media marketing this year? Have you looked around at what other tools might be available? Do you often wonder, is there a tool out there that can do this for me? Well, today I'm going to share not only my current marketing technology tool stack, but also some other popular tools that I would recommend in addition to some up and coming tools that are on my radar. There's going to be 42 in total. I'm going to share them all with you in this special beginning of the year marketing technology tech stack episode of the Your Digital Marketing Coach podcast. Digital, social media, content influencer, marketing, blogging, podcasting, vlogging, TikToking, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, SEO, SEM, PPC, email marketing. Whew. There's a lot to cover. Whether you're a marketing professional, entrepreneur, or business owner, you need someone you can rely on for expert advice. Good thing you've got Neil on your side. Because Neil Schaefer is your digital marketing coach. Helping you grow your business with digital first marketing, one episode at a time. This is your digital marketing coach, and this is Neil Schaefer. Hey, everybody. Neil Schaefer here. I am your digital marketing coach, and welcome to my podcast. How the heck has the beginning of your year been? Uh, I was late releasing an episode at the end of last year, so things have been accelerated a little bit around here. But going forward with this episode, we're going to go back to our once-a-week frequency publishing on Thursday mornings. That's Pacific time, Thursday morning. Regardless, it's been a great start to the year. Just referring back to my episode number 300, I'm very, very focused on specific activities. And those activities are not just the marketing, but actually creating more products, more revenue generating products, and then planning the marketing around them. So, well, you'll have to keep listening, not this episode, but hopefully in the next few episodes, I will have a cool announcement for you. But today, this used to be an annual tradition. I haven't done it in a while, but I want to share with you my current MarTech or marketing technology stack of apps and websites that I use that I often recommend to my clients to empower my entire marketing infrastructure and the marketing infrastructure of many companies that I work with. For those of you that don't know me, back in the day, I actually had my own conference all around marketing tools. It was called the Social Tools Summit. 
we had four events in two events in Boston where my partner was based and two events in one in San Francisco and another in Silicon Valley. We reached, man, over the four events, including virtual, we definitely reached a few thousand people. These were mainly uh, marketing, you know, corporate professionals, marketing communications professionals, marketers, executives, what have you. And ever since then, or even when I was doing it then, I have a lot of tools companies that reach out to me. They reach out to me for my opinion on their tool. They want to collaborate in some way. They want me to become an affiliate, et cetera, et cetera. So I have always thought as a solopreneur that leveraging technology is one way to scale. And even if you're a huge organization, technology will allow you to scale even more. So the tools that I'm going to introduce in this podcast, number one, whether you are a small business, a very small business like my my business, or you're a large enterprise, for most of these tools, they could be leveraged either way. So it's not just based on scale a company. The other thing I want to put out there is a disclaimer that for a lot of these tools, I do have an affiliate relationship. No one has paid me to mention their tool on this podcast, but if you were to click on a link in the show notes, uh, chances are it is going to be an affiliate link. That affiliate link often will give you Uh, a special free trial or maybe even an extended discount because you're coming from my community. But nevertheless, I do get a small commission should you decide to buy that product, but it comes at no cost to you. So just wanted to, in the spirit of FTC disclosures, just let you know about that so that you understand. Obviously, you don't have to click on any link. You can just go and as I Talk about these apps, you can just go look them up on, on Chrome or whatever browser you use. But I do have the, all the links will be conveniently located in the show notes to allow you to easily uh, click on these apps and check them out. And not everything's going to be an affiliate link. That's not what this is all about. But because a lot of these tools I do recommend a lot, it just makes sense to always use an affiliate link when I recommend them, right? I'd expect you to do the same. Okay, so uh, these are going to be divided into different categories. And obviously with 42 tools, there's a lot of different categories. I'm counting here. I have nine different categories and I'm going to try to really hit every facet, every aspect of digital marketing through one of these nine categories. So we'll begin with web. Well, this is really a no-brainer. Web technology is based on a content management system. I still talk to some small businesses that have this proprietary thing that their developer whipped up. I highly recommend that you try to go to something that is either open source or something that a lot of people know how to use. What would happen if your developer is gone tomorrow for whatever reason? Uh, You're sort of going to be in trouble. So that's why when you work with one of these popular content management systems like a WordPress, there is an ecosystem of developers and other technology like plugins that are at your finger press, uh, finger (laughs) tips. This is why I am still a huge WordPress fan. I will say the only instance where I might not use WordPress is if I am an e-commerce site. I do like Shopify. It is very convenient for e-commerce and I do work with some clients that have Shopify. And I will tell you from an SEO perspective, it is the same as WordPress. You're not going to be duped on or be penalized for using Shopify in search engine rankings. It's going to come down more to the architecture, the speedier site, the content you use, you're linking, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So don't be afraid to use Shopify. But Shopify is just so powerful for e-commerce because you can immediately get your shopping catalog on, you know, on, on Amazon, on Google, uh, Walmart, uh, you know, Facebook ads, Pinterest ads, wherever you want to send it. So it is extremely powerful. Shopify, like WordPress, also has a lot of plugins. It's why 
I have created a new category on my blog for e-commerce where I'm going to try to give you all a lot of recommendations and what I've learned from working with my e-commerce clients to supplement all the other content I have. So be on the lookout for more e-commerce content for me, probably in Q2 of this year. All right, so WordPress, Shopify, those are no-brainers. Let's move on to search, SEO. SEO, there are three tools that I use. Uh, well, two of them I use on a daily basis. Well, I won't say daily. One I use on a daily basis. The other, others I use when I have content creation needs. So the first one is SEMrush. I am a huge fan of SEMrush. I have a YouTube video. I'll have to put in a link of how I created my entire SEO process centered around SEMrush, but it is a fantastic SEO tool and it is way more than just an SEO tool. It has a ton of functionality. It has social media functionality. It has software that can help you manage your Amazon ad campaign, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you're looking for an alternative, I would probably point you to Ahrefs, which I know a lot. If you're not using SEMrush, you're probably using Ahrefs. I know there are some out there that use Moz, which would be the third most popular one, but I would tend to uh, go with Ahrefs if you're not a SEMrush user or if you think SEMrush is too expensive because over time it has gotten expensive. All right, moving on. The next tool I use is when I create or revise content. It is a tool called Phrase. You have heard me interview the VP of Marketing on this podcast. Phrase is a AI tool that leverages NLP or natural language processing to give you advice on how to write content that will rank on Google. It also includes some AI functionality that allows you to actually create content uh, through AI in the system. I don't really use that technology. I use another tool for that, which I'm going to talk about. But Phrase is a fantastic tool, and I owe definitely some of my success in SEO to leveraging what Phrase offers. So check out Phrase if that is something interesting to you. I do not publish any content without it going through Phrase. I will say that. Now, there's another tool that I use just for its AI content writing capabilities. It's not ChatGPT, which I know is all the rage. It is a tool called Jasper. And Jasper also has the ability to create visual images using AI as well if you don't want to use stock photos. Very, very powerful. I do not use Jasper to write my blog posts, but I do use Jasper if I'm looking for maybe a meta description for a blog post, uh, create a tweet, maybe create an FAQ. If it's 100, 150 words, you know, if it's like commodity content. Those are areas where I might use Jasper to just get me over writer's block and get some good content on paper, which then I will revise. So I like to say, let AI be your co-pilot and Jasper is a fantastic co-pilot. There is one tool on my radar from an SEO tools perspective that does some of what SEMrush does or SEMrush, some of what Phrase does and some of what Jasper does called Surfer SEO. Surfer SEO is really cool because it also gives you tasks. It gives you these recommendations that, hey, if you do this on this content, we think that it can help you move up the rankings uh, in this way. And you can actually do these experiments. It'll show you the success or not of that. But definitely, if you're looking for a, you know, if you're not on Phrase and Jasper, start there. But if you're looking for another SEO tool, definitely check out Surfer SEO. All right, we are on to email marketing. And similar to how I'm a big fan of SEMrush, I'm a huge fan of ConvertKit. Now, if you need an email marketing software that has more CRM capabilities, or I'd say even more e-commerce capabilities, I would wholeheartedly recommend ActiveCampaign until you hit 10,000 subscribers, in which it becomes very expensive, which is why I moved to ConvertKit from ActiveCampaign. But ActiveCampaign is a solid software. It's funny because my Shopify clients, you know, Clavio is a pretty famous 
uh, email marketing software for Shopify, but we have found that ActiveCampaign is actually faster and better as an email marketing software tool over Klaviyo for e-commerce. And obviously it includes a CRM for B2B email marketing as well. So if you are a larger enterprise, that is someplace I would point you. I have taken customers off of HubSpot and had them pay way less money and actually get them way more functionality on ActiveCampaign. Uh, another tool I want to talk about that's on my radar is a tool that was actually my first email marketing software tool. I haven't used them in a while. They are aggressively pumping in new features. I think you're going to hear a lot more about them in 2023. They are an old company called Constant Contact. You heard me right. Constant Contact is cool again. A lot of cool features. Uh, I have been in initial talks to form a partnership with them. We'll see where it goes. They do have a very aggressive roadmap, and I'm exciting to see what they release in Q1. And maybe you'll hear me talking more about them later on in the year. All right. Now we are at everyone's favorite, social media tools. So for me with social media, I realized that by using a tool, I was missing out on how people were using these platforms. For instance, in tools, I could not see threads in Twitter, which are obviously extremely popular. I almost completely missed out on the thread movement because I was using a dashboard to monitor Twitter conversations. Um, and sometimes those conversations were delayed in the da dashboard. Uh, I'd say the same with like Facebook, LinkedIn. I use these platforms natively to manage notifications. And I recommend that you do as well, unless you're getting a ton of notifications. But if not, they can be managed. You don't have to look at them every hour. They can be managed on a once, twice, three times a day basis. But once you move out of using a dashboard to monitor an inbox, monitor notifications, then it really comes down to the publishing and the analytics and this other functionality. And for that reason, right now, my main tool is a great company called Social B. They do not have any inbox or engagement monitoring. I think they're building that into the tool, but it is a fantastic tool for the publishing of content as well as for the analytics and for some other secret sauce they have. So make sure you click on the link in my show notes, hint, hint, but definitely check out Social B. If you want more of a traditional social media dashboard, especially if you're looking for something outside of Hootsuite, outside of Buffer, obviously Sprout Social, especially if you're an enterprise, that is the no-brainer recommendation. If you are a smaller business or an agency, I would definitely look at the other three leaders, which are Agora Pulse, Sendable, and Social Pilot in no particular order. Once again, the links are all in the show notes. Now, I also have three other apps for social media for you. One, you've heard me talk about before because we had their community manager uh, on our program, and that is a platform called Tailwind, which is primarily used for Pinterest. They expanded into Instagram and Facebook, and they've expanded even further and even added some AI features. So if you haven't looked at Tailwind, they're trying to become more of a overall social media publishing dashboard. So if you haven't checked them out recently, I definitely would. There's two other platforms that you haven't heard me talk about before that I'm going to introduce first on this episode. And I hope to actually do more with these tools and introduce them to you in more depth. But one is called Social Dog. And Social Dog I found out about randomly, but it turns out they are a Japanese company. So I actually messaged their customer service in Japanese, which is cool. And if Twitter is important to you, Social Dog was developed in Japan. Twitter in Japan is probably one of the most popular countries where Twitter is still very popular. I think I repeated popular a few times there and Twitter a few times, but I think you get the point. And even today it is still popular and they have their own little ecosystem there. So it is a very, very well-developed 
Twitter management tool for managing your followers, your followings, mentions, and being able to hyper filter people based on you know when you last interacted with them, how many followers they have, what's their follower following ratio. There used to be a lot of tools like this that have been shut down. Uh, maybe perhaps because Social Dog is uh, based in Japan, maybe they're protected by Twitter Japan. I don't know. They're used by a lot of Fortune 500 companies there. But if Twitter's important for you, definitely check them out. And I have very specific ways of using it that I'd recommend to you. Um, maybe I'll have to have a future episode just on that. I know that Twitter is losing importance around the world. And I do see with the help of this tool, a lot of people that are inactive, where they used to be active on Twitter, but they have not tweeted in in a year, in two months, in one month. Uh, I look at Twitter from the perspective as, if you remember episode number 300, two episodes ago, it is the platform that drives the most traffic from social media. And I always, almost on a daily basis, I need to pinch myself. Is that still the case? I'm going to tell you, I'm recording this episode on Thursday, January 12th. It should publish on Thursday, January 19th. When I go into my social media groupings, and I'm literally in Google Analytics in real time here just to give you uh, the scoop. When I go into social media and I see who is driving the most traffic, lo and behold, Twitter is still number one, though LinkedIn is catching up fast. Facebook, I have been doing a a paid campaign, talk about that in another episode. So that's coming third and it's actually beat out Pinterest. So for the first time in a long time, Pinterest is actually below Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Pinterest has always been number two. So hey, as the world turns, Twitter might not be as well ahead as it used to be but it's still number one in traffic, even today, even with less people active on the platform. So yes, it is still an important platform. So that's Social Dog. Once again, go to the links in the show notes to check that out. There's also a new one that I literally found out a few days ago. It is all about creating these viral posts on LinkedIn. So often you'll see these posts, they have a photo, they're not linking out, they're not a video. It's just someone talking about an experience they had at work or a childhood memory. And we all have various opinions on these posts. But there is a new tool developed in Germany called Content In. It is AI-based. They have a bunch of templates, a lot of ideas, and it'll help you create a schedule so that you can start creating content like this and really dig into your experience, your history as a professional, as an expert, as a human being, and create content that will perform better on LinkedIn. Analytics are not there yet. I think they're coming soon to this platform. I have yet to use them. I'm still in R&D, but it looks really promising if We're not going to just create a blog post, create a link, and then post it on every social platform. We need to be native to each platform to perform well on them. And we also need to understand that social media is no longer a place to generate website traffic. As I talked about in episode number 300, content in may be a killer tool to get you a lot more engagement so that when you do have a link that you publish every once in a while, it's going to get more clicks and more traction because you built up this amazing community of people that engage with your content, right? All right, that's social media. We still got a bunch of tools to go. In fact, we've only gone through four of the nine categories. Let's move on to analytics. So Google Analytics, absolute no-brainer. I know with GA4 coming, there's been a lot said. We already had a guest that talked about Google Analytics 4, talked about its benefits, told you there's nothing to be afraid of. And I believe in Google. I believe that they're going to do right. And I believe they're still developing the product. They're still listening to feedback. I am going to be on Google Analytics 3 or Universal Google Analytics until the very last day, until June 30th, because on July 1st, it's all switching over. I recommend that you create a Google Analytics 4 property so that it can start tracking, which I did several months ago. 
But um, when the time comes, I'll spend time in Google Analytics 4. I'll figure it out. I'm not that worried. And knowing when I start later, a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the bugs and a lot of the features that are missing will be there. So I have full confidence in Google. I'm not looking to switch to another metrics platform. We also have, for those of you that saw me speak at Content Marketing World, or those of you in my digital first mastermind, uh, hint, hint, uh, I have talked a lot about this tool, socialinsider.io. If you're trying to figure out how to create a content strategy for any specific social media channel, I highly recommend you begin by analyzing your competition. And socialinsider.io will give you feedback for your own profile, but it's most useful when analyzing your competition. I had one of my members who immediately realized that the big brands on TikTok were not doing well. She found a lot of smaller brands that were nano micro influencers, was able to easily analyze their content, and that immediately informed her of her own content strategy. And now she's clear on what she needs to do. Now she needs to experiment with these different formats, measure, and optimize from there. And that that's really what my entire content marketing world presentation was about, was how to reverse engineer your competitor's social media content strategy to inform what you should be doing on social media. So socialinsider.io is a killer tool that is a social media analytics tool. The other tool that I hope to do more partnerships with, and I'm a partner with Social Insider as well, great company, is a company called Digivisor. They're from Australia. They have a great analytics dashboard that brings in all of your channels, including Google, uh, organic and paid and puts it all on one dashboard. Um, they are revving up, getting a lot of new clients, adding a lot more features. So uh, where Social Insider is about analyzing your competition, Digivisor is about measuring the ROI of everything you do in digital in one place. So definitely check them out as well. We'll have a link. We also have, after analytics, we have four more categories left. We have visual tools. So if you don't know, I am an, a, a proud brand ambassador for Adobe Express which I believe in many ways is better than Canva. So I know a lot of you probably love Canva. I loved Canva too, until I realized that it's actually not that easy to do a lot of things with. And then Adobe Express came along and boom, it's a lot easier to do a lot more things. I love their templates. It's fresh. They're adding a lot more features and I cannot recommend them enough. So if you're on Canva, you love it. Hey, that's cool. But if you're looking for something new or you're not on Canva yet, I highly recommend you check out Adobe Express. Now, that is static imagery. What about video? So let's talk a little bit about video. So for these podcast interviews that I am doing, I am actually recording them on Zoom. Yes, they're on Zoom. If I wanted to take it up a notch, which I'm looking to do, the platform that I plan on using, which I'm also a partner with, is Riverside.fm, which was really the first platform to have high-quality audio where it's not recorded in the cloud, but it's recorded on each person's device and therefore, it's another reason why it's higher quality. So I've yet to publish an episode using Riverside.fm on this podcast. I hope in the near future, and I can't wait to ask my podcast engineer what he thinks is better in terms of audio quality and ask you as well. Now, Riverside.fm and Zoom can also live stream to other, uh, you know, YouTube, you know, Facebook Live, what have you. The other platform that I recommend if you're just looking at live streaming is StreamYard, which other podcasters use as a uh, interview uh, tool as well. So lots of different options there. Zoom, it's just easy for the guest, especially if they've never heard of Riverside or StreamYard, they're used to Zoom. It makes it easy. I'm able to leverage Zoom now for my webinars, um, for my uh, cohort-based learning classes in Maven, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're bought into Zoom and you wanna do webinars with it, if you joined my most recent webinars on re 
introducing the benefits of influencer marketing, you might have noticed that I used a landing page that looked very cool. It There is a landing page tool called Luma. That's, well, L-U dot M-A. It is absolutely free to use. They do have a paid plan, but I've just used free. And it is a beautiful skin that allows you to easily create a landing page for a Zoom event. You can charge for it. It will handle all the sending out of emails for you. And it'll also give you a lot of cool analytics on your attendees, on where people came from to attend, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Highly recommend it. It only works with Zoom. You can use it with other platforms, but it won't automate the sending of, for instance, unique uh, Zoom meeting links to each of the attendees. So if, if you're doing Zoom, highly recommend Luma. Now, if you've seen one of my webinars on the same note, you might have noticed that I have a blurring effect, almost like I'm using a digital single lens reflex camera and I have this bokashi, which is actually Japanese for those of you that don't know, but it, it basically means that you have this, you're using a wide angle lens and the person in the foreground is really crystal clear and everything around them is blurred, sort of like portrait, portrait mode on an iPhone camera. So I am able to do that together with a watermark of my logo in the corner using a tool called XSplit VCam. And what's really cool about this tool is if you got the latest upgrades to the Apple, well, the Mac iOS, you can use your iPhone camera in lieu of your built-in video camera as a FaceTime camera or using this application, which is on my Mac, but it's also on my iPhone, I could use the phone as a way to transmit myself over into a Zoom webinar and potentially get higher quality, get better zooming because it is using my camera phone and what have you. So really, really cool tool that I definitely recommend you check out. XSplit VCam, once again, the link will be in the show notes. When I'm done with the video, if I need to edit it, I use Camtasia. You're either gonna use Camtasia or ScreenFlow. Camtasia was made for desktop, ScreenFlow for Mac. I use a Mac. I love using Camtasia. Really, really easy to use once you get used to it. And then just one final visual tool is that when I create YouTube videos, I will use Camtasia. I will use XSplit VCam. And the other thing that I do is I use Rev to generate the transcripts, to generate what they call the .srt file. Rev is done by human. They do have an AI package. I use the human and I think well-done transcripts when they're uploaded can help inform Google of the right keywords to use when they analyze the video and audio of your YouTube video. So that would be another service. It's not necessarily visual, but it is video transcription and not necessarily a tool. It's a service, but I should mention them as well. It is part of the stack of tools and apps that I use when I create YouTube videos. In fact, they have a YouTube integration, which makes it really easy to order these transcriptions and automatically have them uploaded directly to your YouTube channel when they are done, which is pretty freaking cool in my book. Moving right along, three more types of tools left. Audio. You are listening to this podcast, which is published to a podcast hosting service called Buzzsprout, which I cannot recommend enough. I've been using them for a few years. They are awesome. If you went to my website, where hint, hint, you can listen to any of my shows through a web browser. You can access all the show notes. You can access the transcripts, the links. If you don't want to do it through a podcasting app and you want to do it through a website, my website, podcast.neilshafer.com, it is a subdomain, is uh, proudly hosted through podcastpage.io. It is a one-and-done podcast website tool that if you have a podcast, it's just a no-brainer 
to uh, easily automate the creation of a website that is also customizable for your podcast. Uh, the show notes for the podcast, I do not use Rev. I do use AI technology. I use otter.ai, which I have found to be the best AI transcription service out there. Otter also has plugins for like Zoom. So you can automatically create transcripts from your Zoom meetings. That's otter.ai. When it comes to audio and podcasts, I also want to mention that there is a lot of influencer marketing related to reaching out to other podcasters and getting on their radar and getting on their podcast. And the two tools that I use to analyze not only the performance of my own podcast in the podcast sphere, but also to understand my competition and to look for shows that I may want to reach out to to try to become a guest on is a tool called Chartable, which has great analytics tools for podcasters, but they also easily show you top ranking charts that allow you to find podcasts that are ranking that you might want to consider for your outreach. They are the sole tool that I used when I published The Age of Influence and I reached out to, well, I got published in like 100 podcast episodes uh, in the course of 90 days through doing analysis and Chartable. The other one is Listen Notes and Listen Notes will tell you the ranking, the popularity ranking of a podcast worldwide. So your digital marketing coach, Neil Schaefer, thanks to your help, is the top 1.5% of all podcasts, all 3 million podcasts worldwide. They also have like a zero to 100 listener score, which is almost like a clout score of, of, I won't say it's a a score of influence, but a score of popularity. So it's a really cool way to analyze podcasts to not only see how well you're performing, but like I said, as part of a uh, outreach, as part of your influencer marketing, it could be a very, very powerful tool. All right, lots of tools today, lots of technology, two more. And I'm hoping by now you have found at least one thing, one tool. It's like, you know what? I'm going to check that out. I assume you have. If you haven't and you really want to challenge me, I hope you'll reach back out to me. But maybe I still got time to convince you to try one of these tools. Okay, courses and communication. Let's start with communication. So I have a membership site. It's called Digital First Mastermind Community. Go to neilshafer.com slash membership. It is where I often help people in the community, you know, navigate and leverage a lot of this technology and answer questions and do screen shares, what have you. So uh, if you want some handholding on how to best leverage this for your company, that alone and becoming a member, I think is a good enough reason. Right now we are at maximum capacity. We just had an opening that was filled within 24 hours, but you can add your name to the waiting list, neilshafer.com slash membership, and you will know the minute we get an opening. But for that membership site, the main way that we communicate is through weekly Zoom calls, and we also have a Slack group. So the Slack channel is where we do our communication outside of the Zoom. I used to have this community on something called circle.so, which I know is very popular. This doesn't even count as one of the 42 tools. There's also something out of the UK that my friends at Analytica, one of the leading B2B influencer marketing companies, um, they use Guild for their community. Uh, I find Slack to be, once again, people are used to using it, especially people in the business community. Discord is another competitor. Slack just works, right? And the other thing is that the way that my membership community is run, if you go to my website and you click on the subscribe button, it has a pop-up. The pop-up actually has a checkout button, which is integrated with Stripe. And for that, I use a tool called Charge Keep. So, you know, over time, ConvertKit, has added this functionality as well. But before ConvertKit had this functionality, uh, ChargeKeep, I thought, had the best technology, just easily uh, create a form 
uh, copy and paste the uh, button code, and then you can use that as a way to sell anything really. And it obviously integrates with Zapier, so it's connected with Stripe, it's connected with ConvertKit, uh, and that is how I, I manage everything uh, when it comes to my membership community. Now, if you remember from episode number 300, I talked about courses. I talked about how this digital first mastermind community was my first digital product. My second one was this create an influencer marketing strategy in two weeks course, cohort-based live teaching on Maven. So I'm going to introduce maven.com. If you're a subject matter expert, if you are part of the creator as part of the creator economy, it is a fantastic platform to build a course on. And I'd almost say it's a, it's, it's a fantastic platform to pre-build a course on. In fact, I'll take a step back and say, if you want to start creating educational content before creating a course, I would actually recommend you begin with something called Milo Tree Cart. We've had a Jillian Leslie on this podcast. She is the founder of Milo Tree. She is also the host of the Bloggers Genius Podcast. It's one of my top 10 podcasts that I listen to all the time. And uh, if you go to my website and you see a little pop-up saying subscribe to my YouTube channel, that is using her technology called Milo Tree. They also have something called Milo Tree Cart, which is sort of similar to what ChargeKeep does, but they also give you a dedicated landing page and it is free meaning that you only pay a 5% transaction fee if you get a customer. So if you wanted to pre-sell a webinar, a workshop, a course, you could use Milo Tree Cart, use one of their templates, and for free, put up a landing page and see what resonates with your community. So can't recommend them enough. The simplest way to monetize your knowledge. If you want to take it one step further, you don't want to create a course yet, but you want to get started on teaching. And maybe before a course, you want to test out your ideas. Maven is a fantastic platform. They have an accelerator program. Uh, I'll give a shout out to uh, Angela Long, who is part of my mastermind community, who is currently in it. Another shout out to Ted Schachter. We were in the Maven course accelerator program uh, together. I am the only, only one of those three who currently has a course on Maven, but it is a fantastic free resource that the Maven team has that will help guide you in learning how to create a course. For me, I was able to repurpose my course from UCLA Extension on teaching influencer marketing into easily creating this course on Maven. And now I'm thinking, well, maybe I should be creating more courses and try to better monetize my IP, my knowledge. And that's why very soon I plan to move my membership community, probably, as well as create courses not on Teachable, not on Thinkific, not on Kajabi, but on a platform called Podia, which also allows you to create a membership community. In fact, I could, I want to create free classes. I want, there's a lot of information that I want to repackage, repurpose, and give to you for free. And that is what you're going to see me launch first on Podia, will be something, uh, a free class. In lieu of a webinar where you have to set aside the date and time, I want to make it evergreen and allow you to see it whenever you want. So that platform, like I said, that I'd recommend if you were thinking of doing something similar, uh, whether you're a course creator, or you want to become a course creator, or you're an enterprise and you want to offer more learning content for your community, I would highly recommend Podia. Haven't started using it yet, but I really like what I see and I really like the content that they're publishing. All right, well, we're at the end. If you make account, I've gone through more than 40 tools, but in the show notes, you're only going to see 40. The last two are not tools, but they're people because you don't have time to you know, dig into the weeds of these tools you want to understand how you can strategically leverage them, create processes, and then hand them off to your staff. Now, if you have staff to hand them off to, great. If you want to hire dedicated people to help you, 
My go-to places are Upwork and Fiverr. Upwork for long-term help and Fiverr for short-term, more repeatable process help. I have developed my own methodologies of how to find the best people and how to include resources from Upwork and Fiverr as part of my entire managed infrastructure of tools and people. That might be a course in itself in the future that I'd love to teach you about. Uh, Nevertheless, those are going to be the last two and all of that adds up to 42. If you have questions on these, I mean, obviously reach out to me on social media, but also really consider joining my mastermind where every week, this is a lot of what we talk about is the technology and we exchange notes and um, you're going to find out really quickly, man, I've been using the wrong tool all along. How could I have missed out on tool A or tool B? Uh, There are definitely a lot of conversations around that. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you came away with one or two tools, apps that you'll check out that will help you do something better, more efficiently. You know, the thing about this podcast is I want to deliver positive ROI with every episode. And this one is definitely focused on giving you positive ROI by doing a technology audit. And when I created social media marketing strategies back in the day for my clients, a marketing technology audit was always a first step. And I would recommend frequent audits. I think right now, the technology has evolved enough where you don't need to do a quarterly audit, more like a half year or even an annual audit. But every year, there are new companies coming out with new technology. There's a lot of AI technology coming out. I mean, even creative companies like Adobe are creating AI technology. Even Notion, this note-taking app, has a, a beta test for an AI tool. Even today in the New York Times, there are some school districts that are trying to ban ChatGPT And there is an article that says ChatGBT is actually going to make you a better writer. Uh, It's actually something we should use to, uh, as Adobe would say, and I will often say, is to become our co-pilot, to help us think of more thoughts, to help us more easily organize our thoughts and brainstorm. And when you look at it that way, AI can be extremely powerful. I think we're going to be talking a lot more about API in 2023. I can't wait to continue the conversation on future episodes. But for now, I want to thank you for your continued subscription to this podcast. And if you're new here, I really hope you'll hit that subscribe button. I really hope you'll hear that this podcast is, I'm not like trying to sell you anything. It's its its authentic. It's from the heart. And I really, really want to serve you through this audio medium that I love and that I consider to be brain food myself. So there you have it. Another episode of the Your Digital Marketing Coach podcast. This is your digital marketing coach, Neil Schaefer, signing off. You've been listening to your digital marketing coach. Questions, comments, requests, links? Go to podcast.neilschaefer.com. Get the show notes to this and 200 plus podcast episodes and neilschaefer.com to tap into the 400 plus blog posts that Neil has published to support your business. While you're there, check out Neil's digital first group coaching membership community if you or your business needs a little helping hand. See you next time on Your Digital Marketing Coach.